right, welcome in to episode 59 of Fantastic's Insider Football Podcast. Dan Claskins along with Skeeter Robinson. He's in for James Adams. We're getting you ready for week 13 and got lots of things to get to here. We'll get to the injuries, the waivers, all next week's games, that Thrive pick, and of course, uh, all the tools and tips you need to win. But uh, Skeeter, happy to have you with us this week. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Look forward to joining you on Saturday with uh, with James in Mexico, and I think I will uh, re- uh, take your place here in a couple of weeks as well. Yes, yes, we uh, definitely appreciate that, and uh, let's just jump right in, man. I mean, as I said, uh, we've got a lot of things to discuss, and if you're new to the podcast, well, welcome. Uh, we definitely appreciate you. You can subscribe wherever you listen, Apple, Google, and Spotify, to name a few. Be sure to check out our website over at insiderfootball.com. You can get all the tools to win there, including our lineup optimizer and a ton more, as well as that's where you can find our podcast when you're not uh, getting where you listen. And also, be sure to check out Thrive Fantasy, our partners over there. Uh, happy to be on board with us this week. And their week 13 contest is back. 25 bucks, 100,000 guaranteed, 20 grand to first place. Go over and pick and deposit with Fantistics as your promo code. You get 100% instant deposit bonus match up to 100 bucks. Visit thrivefantasy.com today. And uh, we'll get to some of our Thrive picks. But first, Let's talk about priming that playoff roster. James and I have done our running backs and receivers, quarterbacks, the topic of the day. And before we get to any of that, just some primer tips in general for those playoff rosters that you might have, Skeeter. Yeah, if you're in a position where you are going to the playoffs and you know it, start looking ahead a little bit. I like looking for those defenses that are in good spots. I have, you know, I picked up Baltimore in a league yesterday. Their stretch has Cleveland, Atlanta, and Pittsburgh. Not exactly scary uh, offenses to consider there. You know, if you have that backup quarterback, say you have a Jalen Hurts and you have maybe like a Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, drop them and go pick up a backup running back. Like right now, I'd rather have Alexander Madison than Kirk Cousins in the events that Delvin Cook were to go down. So it's those moves. I've won fantasy titles before with a running back who nobody drafted, nobody had even picked up. But guess what? It's week 16. And hey, Boston Scott is the guy. And there you go. (laughs) <laughs> yes, every year there is the Boston Scott, that is for sure. Uh, as we get into quarterbacks, I mean, we have Deshaun Watson back. He was activated as expected on Monday. He'll take over here in Cleveland with the Browns. And not the best schedule down the stretch, but uh, certainly uh, an offense with some weapons and ones that have been producing of late in fantasy. Your thoughts on the Browns quarterback and really this offense as a whole here as we hit December. Yeah, I don't mind the I don't mind the offense. I just worry that we haven't seen Watson play in almost two years. Like, do we just expect him to jump right back in and be prime Deshaun Watson? I can't do that. Like, he's somebody I'm just not interested in unless it's a multi QB league. If somebody wants to take a chance on him and he works out, great. But I'm just taking a wait and see approach and probably don't have any interest in him for at all any point this year. Yeah, uh, it is definitely, you know, different strokes, different folks. I know he's not out there in many leagues I am, so I think the expectations are high. It will be a wait and see. I don't have a lot of exposure to it myself. But looking at the other quarterback situations and, you know, what they're, what's going on in and in around the league, uh, you know, we look at some guys with some nice stretch runs, some ones with some tough stretch runs here in that week 15 stretch uh, to week 17, which most of the fantasy playoffs are in. And, Skeeter, I mean, Green Bay, they're without Rodgers. They had one of the schedules I had identified last week when we were looking at it. But um, with Jordan Love, I'm not uh, as excited about it. Uh, Houston, they don't have a quarterback, but they've got a good quarterback schedule. 
I'll tell you one that was interesting, I think, is Seattle. We know what they've been doing. Uh, and, you know, they got a good, what could be a nice matchup, but it's had Kansas City. But then it's sandwiched between the Niners and the Jets. I think all that Geno Smith magic, I think it's going to die in the fantasy playoffs. We're going to go and call Geno, and uh, he's not going to answer. And it's because he's going to be on his back from getting sacked so many times. Uh, so there's one I don't like. Any that pop out to you? I like the Jets, you know, especially with Mike White, you know, Zach Wilson, potentially lost locker room. Um, White looked good, Grand was against my Bears, so that doesn't really mean much. But looking ahead, Detroit, Jacksonville, Seattle, like, those are defenses you can certainly pick on. And who knows, that Seattle game could turn into a little shootout. Same with Detroit. So that's a matchup that I, I kind of like, I kind of liked it a little bit. Um, the Raiders, like Derek Carr at Green Bay, yeah, not great. At Denver, or against Denver, not great. But you get to Week 17 against the Chargers, uh, you know, you know that that one. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, I'm on the wrong. I'm I'm looking at the Rams schedule. Never mind, I'm on the wrong L team. It happens. It happens. I, I do that all the time. It's the C, not the R. And you know what? Uh, the <laughs> the Rams schedule. Who who's going to be playing in those games? Uh, we're we're going to get more of those in the injury report, but. Yeah, so, oops, sorry about that one. I, I, I was reading Vegas for the Rams. I uh, got my grid wrong here on that one. But, um, you know, even Mahomes, I mean, I know he's Mahomes, but at Houston, do they have to throw a ton? Seattle could be a shootout, but in Denver, I mean, you know, I just worry about, you know, with Mahomes, obviously you're going to play him, but I just worry about does the other team, is the other team able to push him a little bit? Yeah. Uh, I'm with you there. I mean, in general, it's the fantasy playoffs. We got to also look at weather. I think when you get into the cold uh, months here and maybe not always as passing friendly, particularly if you get some warm weather players that go into cold weather situations and to a tag of Aloha, I mean, at Buffalo, then he comes home to Green Bay, then at New England. I mean, not only are those just brutal matchups, but ones that uh, are something to consider there. So, I don't know. It's one of the reasons I wasn't uh, all in on Tua there at the trade deadline is a couple people were trying to give me to him in uh, some leagues. And it was at that playoff schedule. I'm, I'm anxious to see what those receivers and that fast offense can do when it, the frozen weather of, de- of December takes over. So should be interesting. Let's get into some injuries. A lot of them to get to. And uh, we're already... You know, hit it on one of them as we start. Let's start with the quarterbacks, and uh, we'll start with Aaron Rodgers. He left that game last night, and it doesn't look good with him. Uh, immediately went back. They called him an oblique injury. We heard before the game about his thumb, but, I mean, what is he coming back for at this point, Skeeter? I mean, it's not looking like Rodgers. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he's out for the season. I don't know why he would come back, whether he's done playing or he wants to move on next year. And I'm not sure why Green Bay would want to play him. I mean, you, you drafted Jordan Love. This is your opportunity. Let's see what he has in a pretty low-pressure environment. And, again, if he plays this upcoming week, a soft landing against my Bears who haven't stopped anybody on defense and they and they might be without their their nice rookie defenders as well. So, yeah, I, I would think Jordan Love is definitely QB2 in, in uh, multi-QB leagues. He's worthy of that pickup and uh, – he might be a DFS option for me this week if Rodgers is out. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. And I think you look at just that whole offense. I mean, honestly, once Rodgers left the game last night, it was the best spunk they, they had. So, I mean, him out there playing with his, it was a wounded duck wasn't doing anybody any favors, right? I mean, 
So we shall see. Christian Watson have been a touchdown machine, that's for sure, uh, and something we'll have to uh, take a better look at. But uh, elsewhere at the quarterback position, I mean, not a lot of uh, big-name guys, but, I mean, it wasn't an injury situation that got rid of Zach Wilson, but you already sort of hit it on it with, with uh, Mike White and that big game he had. It's going to be really interesting to see how those uh, things come together in the final weeks. But that, we may, speaking of a player we may not see the rest of the season, you can add Zach Wilson to that list. Yeah, I mean, if, if the Jets keep winning now, again, it'll be a little bit of a tougher matchup for White this week against the Vikings on the road. But if he's able to put up points again and there's spunk in that offense and there's enough good receiving pieces that it could be, you know, why would you go back to Zach Wilson? Yeah. Well, we see Stafford. I mean, he's multiple weeks here with concussion. Same type of story there for the Rams. Bryce Perkins time. Oh, my goodness. How does that look? And what's your take on Justin Fields? Was it a one-week issue here? Are we expecting him back in week 12? Or, excuse me, uh, in week 13 here versus Green Bay? I really hope he doesn't play again. Like, or at least until he's fully healthy. Like, I know the Packers is always a big game for the Bears, but they're not going anywhere. In fact, if they lose out, they might hit, get like a, the second or third overall pick. Like you, you've seen enough from fields. I know he needs a little more development, but don't risk it in these meaningless games. Cause even we don't talk about bad schedules. Even if he comes back for the fantasy playoffs, Buffalo and Philadelphia are on the schedule. Like that's just not ideal. So I hope he doesn't come back. I, you know, we'll take our 30 to 10 loss to the, to the Packers this week. And, let Trevor Simeon or Nathan Peterman or whoever else, if they both get hurt during warmups go, but um, I hope he doesn't come back. Yeah, uh, we will see. And we already know Carson Wentz is healthy, but they're going to give the job to Taylor Heineke uh, and rightfully so he continues to win football games. So we'll keep our eyes on Jimmy Garoppolo. We know he's sort of nursing a knee there, but uh, doesn't appear to be too serious of an issue. One to keep our eyes on. Let's get over to the running back position. A lot more news here, and including, uh, you know, speaking of Garoppolo and the Niners, we'll start with Elijah Mitchell breaking here uh, just before the, we did the podcast here on this uh, special Monday evening edition. Elijah Mitchell out six to eight weeks. It's a knee injury. Didn't think it was going to be that serious, a little more serious than they thought. He's out for the regular season at least. Might, maybe he comes back for the Niners, who definitely have postseason aspirations. McCaffrey, in his own right, was dealing with some knee soreness. They're calling him day-to-day. Your thoughts on this Niners backfield here in the wake of this news? Um, Here you go. We talked about potentially pick up that, that running back that could win you a title. Maybe it's Tyreon Davis-Price, because McCaffrey was wearing a brace yesterday and they're just kind of taking it easy on him. And for a team that might be heading towards the playoffs, maybe it's something that they're going to kind of do the quote unquote load management with him. But I don't know. This is not looking great for the 49ers. Like they might need to figure out what to do at running back. And, you know, I would assume Tyron Davis price, the rookie would be next up. Tevin Coleman's involved, but keep an eye on this situation. If you want to speculate, I don't think it's a bad backfield to take a chance on right now. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, we saw Raheem Mostert miss in week 12. So we'll see if he comes back. Miami's playing San Francisco. Jeff Wilson went a little disappointing with his uh, effort. Everybody was at least he got a touchdown though. So it wasn't 
total goose eggs. Uh, and on Thursday night, the Bills, the Patriots are matching up and starting out the week's not looking good for Damian Harris. I, I think he's looking at a multi-week issue potentially here. It's the Patriots, so there's not a ton of information out there we can trust. But if he's gone, it's Ramondre Stevenson times two for me. Uh, we saw that already on Thanksgiving and when Harris was out in the past. So that should be interesting. Leonard Fournette didn't play. Rashad White, here's a hip issue. Another team that, I mean, they're yeah, it's terrible, but they're in the NFC South, so still much alive. Uh, I don't know. Do you, do you expect Fournette back in week 13, even if he comes back? I mean, at this point, he's, I mean, he's the second fiddle in the offense, it looks like. Yeah, they seem to be kind of trying to transition more into Rashad White. So, yeah, even if Fournette comes back, I'm not playing him. I'd rather play Rashad White in that spot. Michael Carter, he's dealing with an ankle issue for the Jets. Ty Johnson uh, finished off that game. They had a healthy scratch for James Robinson. That's not a vote of confidence there. So not just the quarterback situation that's up there, uh, but others. We'll see if Jalen Warren can make it back. Of course, he missed Monday night football versus Indianapolis. He's dealing with the hamstring issue. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on IR. They signed Melvin Gordon off the streets here and. I guess Ronald Jones and Melvin Gordon are going to battle it out for that roster spot. Uh, I'm not doing anything fantasy-wise with it. If anything, it's going to ding Pacheco a little bit. Maybe, but I mean, McK- I mean, they trust McKinnon. Like we saw that last year in the playoffs, so this might be McKinnon's season. But to go back to the James Robinson thing for a minute, I, I heard that one of the Jets beat writers on SiriusXM yesterday before the games, and he mentioned something about this could just have been load management because he's having some of those knee issues again pop up. So. They're just trying to ease him into maybe things a little bit. But now with Michael Carter hurt, they might not have a choice. Yeah. And then we'll keep our eyes on this. But the uh, J.K. Dobbins, he's been uh, activated, I guess is the word. Um, reinstated as is the actual word here from the IR. So the window is open now for him to return. It might not be this week. They want to get him in there. But I mean, nobody's been able to I mean, run away with this backfield. So if he can get back there, I mean... Who knows? I'm not holding my breath for any of that. That offense looks absolutely terrible right now to me. Uh, good news on Travis Etienne. He didn't return to the game yesterday, but head coach Doug Peterson did indicate that he was cleared to do so. They were just being extra cautious. So that's great news for a guy that's been just awesome here in his first season. Uh, after coming off that Liz Frank issue, I think all of us were a little scared when they, uh, he left the game with a foot injury. But uh, this is definitely a good sign that we're getting this word here early in the week. All right, let's move over to receiver and talk about some of the key injuries that fantasy managers need to know about their Skeeter. And we'll start this one off with uh, the good news today on Jamar chase. I was hoping he'd be back in week 12 for the Bengals matchup at Tennessee, but wasn't quite ready. They wanted to be uh, play it safe here. Once again, a team with bigger visions than uh, just the regular season and, he is, uh, according to Ian Rappaport and many other sources, uh, pretty much good to go here. And the Bengals also really hopeful the extra week gives Joe Mixon a chance to get out of concussion protocol and a huge matchup with the Chiefs, one I cannot wait to go be in person at again. Uh, but it should be a good one. And, dude, I think Chase is going to come out and uh, be ready to go. Yeah, and certainly we've seen some receivers put up some monster games against Kansas City this year. Uh was was this one of the games last year Chase had like 200 plus yards? Yes. Do I remember yes. that one? Okay. This was yeah. the week 17 game where he won people a lot of money. 
Okay, and you know, he could get some people back in the playoffs or DFS, win some money. So, great spot. The whole Bengals offense will be obviously downgrade a little bit to, to T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Boy, he's uh, had a disappointing couple of weeks. But uh, that that that's the game of the week, it feels like, Bengals and Chiefs. Yeah, we'll be talking more about that one this weekend, I'm sure. Mike Williams uh, missed another game. We'll track him with this recovery from the ankle sprain, the re-aggravated injury, of course, there. Jacoby Myers, he got dinged up with that shoulder on Thanksgiving, so we'll keep our eyes on him. Jerry Judy missed a second straight week with an ankle. He'll get closer to return. And uh, the Rams, they're going to be without Allen Robinson. Uh, It's already been ruled out, might be looking at surgery. They got Aaron Donald on surgery. Everybody's got multiple week injuries, dude. It's like shut down city there in L.A. We'll see how much of that team's still together next year. And, of course, they don't have any draft picks for like 17 years. So uh, that Super Bowl, I hope it tasted good, man. Darnell Mooney. Looks like his season's over, too, Skeeter. Not good news for your Bears wideout. No, another reason not to play Justin Fields like, Again, the Bears the Bears have been a fun offense with Fields, but with the trades, they've been a defensive disaster. And now with Mooney outs, I mean, this just going further and further down the drain. But at least they have, you know, a bunch of one-week receivers we've used before, like Dante Pettis, Equinemius, St. Brown, and uh, Byron Pringle to save the day. Not so much. Yeah, yeah. So uh, speaking of somebody I can't get excited about, Kadarius Tony, he's day-to-day. We'll see. If he plays, who cares? You're not going to put him in your lineup. Uh, there's no way you can trust this guy. Rondale Moore, he missed last week's game. Uh, a little optimistic there as well. And I think uh, we also have the Odell Beckham Jr. watch, which who knows when and if it will happen. But, uh, of course, he was escorted off the plane by police yesterday in the American Airlines flight. Uh, that didn't help matters. But uh, we shall see whether or not he, he signs and where that happens. If he does, you know, I'm sure whoever it is is going to be a team that will be glad to have him for whatever they get. In fantasy, the longer it takes, the, the less valuable it becomes unless you're in a redraft or some sort of keeper league. Uh, or dynasty league, I should say. At tight end, let's get there. Uh, not really any big injury news this week. We're still dealing with the wake of injuries from the previous week. But it is sort of interesting, uh, just looking at the time frame here of uh, – IR with uh, Darren Waller, I saw was come eligible at least to come off IR potentially in week 14. And if that's the case, he, if he was dropped out there, I mean, is this a guy you're even trying to stash right now? I mean, why not? I mean, he, we've seen the upside from him, but my issue here is the Raiders aren't really, they're basically out of everything. Like, why would they rush him back? So I guess that'd be more yeah. of my concern. Well, I mean, if he's ready to play, what the heck? I mean, it didn't look like it was that. I mean, I don't know. We shall see. I saw that. I mean, it was just a hamstring issue. It wasn't like a knee or something. So, I mean, we'd figure after a month, maybe he's back. I don't know. Tight ends is just a mess right now. So I'm, I'm looking for anything. But I think that's good enough on the injuries. Let's get over to the waiver wire and, uh, we have a slew of new quarterbacks out there after we saw a bunch come in last week, more injuries and stuff this week, super flex worthy, any type of quarterback stuff, uh, any quarter, if you need a quarterback as a streamer this week, or maybe some of these new faces that could be coming in the super flex radar, uh, anybody in particular that from the scrap heap that you like, I mean, Mike White and Jordan love, I mean, both are in decent matchups white against the Vikings. And he, I mean, he commanded that offense. Again, it was the Bears, but, you know, I, I think there's something there. We saw him do it a little bit last year, and 
I didn't think Jordan Love looked bad in, the, in his couple series that he played on Sunday night. And again, you want a soft landing right now. The Bears' pass defense is more than a soft landing. So I think they're both stream-worthy and probably QB2s. Yeah. And even I mean, in potentially deeper leagues, you could actually start them. It is interesting, but I'm not disagreeing with you. I mean, the way that it's sort of panned out and the way things are looking right now, I mean, what else would you do, right? I mean, I definitely think uh, when we get to the running backs, we're talking, you know, maybe some of these handcuffs you're starting to get a little worried about. Um, we know Josh Jacobs had that monster game, but we also know he's dealing with the calf issue, right? How long can he handle the volume? You want to make sure you got that handcuff. Uh, but for me, I mean, I think there's two names that are interesting this week. I wanted to run by you. Well, we talked about the 49er situation. Jordan Mason, probably first up. I know you mentioned Davis Price, but he's actually behind him on the depth oh, chart. Yeah. But I don't I don't know. I mean, who knows? Those aren't my targets. I'm more interested in Ty Johnson with this Michael Carter issue uh, myself. And uh, Mike Boone, probably going to be coming off IR. I know that offense is terrible, but I mean, there's nothing left at running back and Latavius Murray. Is he going to keep the job? I think that's more of a stash. And I will say Daryl Henderson, if he was cut, uh, you know, with this ETN issue, certainly if I'm an ETN fantasy manager, he's a guy I'm looking at. When you mentioned Ty Johnson, the jets, what about Zonovan Knight? Cause he had 14 carries. Was that just more maybe, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Zonovan Knight, Ty Johnson, I think the good split the work, right? I mean, Ty Johnson, I guess he's, I've actually seen him have success right. more than just that one game. Right. And no, that's completely fair. Um, but Knight, yeah, had three catches for 34 yards, 12 rushes for 69 yards. Again, I preface everything that this is the Bears defense, but I think those are guys you certainly can take and take a look at. Um, are you making a play at Melvin Gordon? No. No, because I, they, I still think McKinnon's the guy they ultimately trust in those situations. Like, they'll start Pacheco, and in games that they're leading, I think Pacheco will be the guy. But I think, like, in a game this week in Cincinnati, I think we see more McKinnon. And I just can't imagine they're just going to jump right in and give Melvin Gordon touches, especially when, you know, he does have some fumbling issues. Yeah. At receiver, I think we've get into some issues there uh, as well. I mean... Traylon Burks, he's probably already been picked up, I'm guessing, in most leagues. Uh, Michael Gallup in shallower leagues was out there. I'll tell you, a guy that caught my eye this weekend was Sky Moore. I mean, I was big on him coming into the season, and it hasn't really come to fruition. But with all the injuries there, I mean, he played over uh, 30% of the team snaps in the seven weeks this season. But this week, he played 42% of the snap or 46% of the snaps after 42% the week before. So definitely liking those trends. Um, Isaiah McKenzie, I think, uh, is a guy that's always out there. Zay Jones having that big day. So those would be some names. And how about Jamison Williams, if he's still out there? That 21-day practice window was open on him, which was sort of lost in the Thanksgiving shuffle there. And the other name, uh, a couple names that I think are out there in some leagues, too, is Devontae Parker and Elijah Moore, both having some decent weeks in uh, last week. And, you know, hope those guys can get some things going down the stretch. Yeah, you mentioned Jamison Williams, and that just kind of made me think of last year when when this time of year we saw the emergence of Amonra St. Brown. Now, granted, St. Brown was playing throughout the season, whereas Jamison Williams hasn't played yet. But that's just one that kind of jumped out to me. Like, yeah, if he's out there, I think that's a wonderful pickup. You know, I'm looking at Darius Slayton. He, he's available in 45% of uh, leagues. Like, he's basically the default number one re- receiver, and... Well, you, you can't run against Washington, so, 
you know, he could be an option that if you're looking to stream at. And, of course, Beckham, if you have the stash, wait and see what happens there. Tight end, nothing really to speak of. I mean, Foster Moreau looked like he got involved. I, I will say Austin Hooper. We've we've definitely seen a little bit more with him, which has been good. So uh, in terms of just a streaming option there with the Titans. But I don't know. Tight end, such a mess. You got anything else to add to it? No, other than, you know, I, I did take the over two and a half receptions on Austin Hooper yesterday. He got three, so I was very appreciative of that. Yes, yes. Congratulations. That's a, a good to hit an over on a tight end bet these days. That's one of the very few things I got right yesterday. <laughs> Streaming defenses. Uh, any this week that you think are waiver wire worthy defenses that are out there that have some nice matchups? Uh, Green Bay gets the Bears, especially if it's not Fields. <laughs> Yeah, I like that one. I like that one Wait, a lot. The fields is out, obviously. Um, I'll tell you the other one that I sort of had my eye on that uh, that is sneaky good, but perhaps, you know, the, the Washington, I'm looking at the total on this Washington and Giants game being what it is, and I'm sure the Giants D's probably a little more own, but, I mean, Washington's been playing pretty good on D lately. I think this is an interesting matchup. I don't expect a lot of scoring in this game. No, I mean, I'm looking at Washington. They've had, let's see, didn't do much against Atlanta, but against Houston, two picks, five sacks, four turnovers against Philadelphia. And Chase Young, I think, might he's close to coming yeah, back. He I think he, hopefully he was going to come back last week, but he got he got sick after getting off the injury, apparently. So, yeah, so there's your waiver wire spots uh, for you there, which takes us into this first look here at Week 13. We're just going to breeze by these games pretty quickly here, but – Sort of set the tones, offer some quick first takes on some of the matchups. And, of course, Skeeter and I would break down our marquee matchup Saturday on the Fantastics Insider Show over on SiriusXM. But, Skeeter, let's start with the Thursday night game. Both these two teams played a week ago on Thanksgiving. It's New England hosting Buffalo. And, uh, you know, I mean, a good old AFC East game here. And this one has some big implications in terms of this division and AFC playoff picture. Yeah, yeah. Um, for New England, Ramondre Stevens is probably the only one I have true interest in. Buffalo has kind of been giving up some production on the ground, so I think that's there. For for Buffalo, I mean, it's just the usual suspects. I don't think I'd really be into Devin Singletary too much unless you have had to play him. So, yeah, right now you better... got the Bills' favorite 5.5, total 43.5, so oddsmakers aren't expecting much in terms of fireworks in this one. No, better real-life game than fantasy game. But when I'll watch nonetheless, because, well, we're degenerates. What else do we have to do, honestly? Well, right? I, I have to teach a Thursday night class, a college class. Oh, but, uh, and it seems that, that sounds a lot more productive than what I was talking about. So yeah, but I'm, used, I'm used to hosting the show with James. He doesn't have smart things like that going on. <laughs> we do have two teams on by this week, Arizona and Carolina, before six teams on by next week. And it was real nice not having any buys last week. I got to tell you, that was one of the things I was thankful for. But uh, in terms of the one o'clock slate, not a lot of great games in those five uh, or six early games. We've got Jacksonville at Detroit, Washington at the Giants, Green Bay at Chicago, the Jets at the Vikings, Tennessee at Philadelphia, probably the two best teams. And of course, the headline game is the NFL made it this way with their BS suspension of 11 games. But Cleveland at Houston, Deshaun Watson making his return there versus the Texans. And when we look at these games, like which one of these one o'clock games do you think has the most fantasy upside? Because Jacksonville, Detroit seems like one of those games where there's going to be a lot of points being put on the board. 
Yeah, I can see Tennessee, Philadelphia a little bit. I mean, Philadelphia looked really you know bad against the run last night. That's not good with Derrick Henry coming to town. And you can certainly pass on Tennessee. I think Jets Vikings has some sneaky fantasy upside too. The Vikings aren't afraid to keep teams around the game if Mike White is for real with uh, with Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore and company. I think that could be a another sneaky shootout. But yeah, Jacksonville Detroit because we've just seen Lions at home tend to just get into these shootouts and offensive friendly games. But uh. Yeah, that would probably be those would probably be the games I'd be most interested in from a fantasy perspective in. The late slate certainly much better. Four games in that late afternoon slate, including two four oh five Eastern kicks. Sam Fran hosting Miami there, four and a half and forty six and a half. You got the Raiders and the Seahawks, or no, it's actually the Rams, I should say, and the Seahawks there, forty five and a half and minus three is the fav, uh, the favorite on the road there, the Seahawks, and then a four twenty five. Vegas hosting the Chargers. That should be a good one uh, of NF or excuse me AFC West teams that you know we definitely like seeing go against each other in fantasy. And then game we already talked about the one I'll be at uh, Kansas City at Cincinnati, fifty and a half, the biggest total of the week. And we know some fireworks going to be in that one for sure. Of those other three, which one's the most intriguing in your eyes in terms of fantasy entertainment? I mean, I think the obvious answer here would be Chiefs or Chiefs uh, Chargers Raiders just because they can go back and forth. But this Miami-San Francisco game intrigues me because Miami loves to pass the ball here. and San Francisco could kind of play their level of competition. So if Miami's pushing them, I think San Francisco could keep up assuming that McCaffrey is fine, Debo is there, Kittle. Like, I think this game has, again, maybe some sneaky potential shootout potential. Or we see a 2017 game if it's played at San Francisco's pace. But I guess it just depends on how Miami you know, how much Miami passes and can San Francisco keep up if Miami gets out to an early lead? Yeah, I think that's well said. Two primetime matchups Sunday night. It's the Cowboys host, hosting the Colts, eight and a half and 44 and a half. The numbers we're looking at there with the Cowboys favorite. And the Monday night game, New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Somebody has to win. The Bucks uh, favorite six and a half. I mean, that's just crazy. The total 41 and a half. Not a lot of scoring. And I think the Monday night game here, we're getting in the stretch around the fantasy season. You get some really struggling superstars right now on both sides of this. We've got Brady. We've got Evans. We've got Kamara. I mean, any hopes, any of these guys turning around in this one? No, because, I mean, I think historically, Marshawn Lattimore has done a pretty good number on Mike Evans. So we saw a big game out of Godwin last week. Maybe it's another spot for him or Rashad White, but the Saints are just a mess right now. Like, I kind of, I liked him with an eight and a half yesterday. I thought San Francisco would kind of lay a dud, and San Francisco kind of did. The problem is New Orleans uh, laid a bigger egg. Yeah. I don't know. It should be a, a fun game. New Orleans seems like they just kick their butts every time. I mean, outside of the, uh, I think the they finally game. won the last regular season game uh, versus them earlier this year, snapping the streak, because they won in the playoffs, obviously, in the Super Bowl run. But outside of that, Brady's lost to the Saints every game of the Bucks before the uh, matchup earlier this season, I believe. So let's get into that Thrive slate. You can go over to Thrive Fantasy, play with Skeeter and me uh, and, uh, and many more. And right now we're going to talk about the $20,000 guaranteed contest. James and I are going head to head on the season. We won't get too much into that. Other than the fact, we both went three and one last week. I'm okay. trying to pull away, but uh, James is 
fighting back, man. Uh, so I will say we're a day earlier than normal here. So I'm really shooting from the hip. Uh, Devin had as much time to process the projections or any of these, but sometimes that's when I have my best fun. So Skeeter, you are the guest though. The way we do this, we each pick three plus the ice pick. So four picks each we'll, we'll, we'll rotate. I'll let you go first this week with your first pick on this week. 13 thrive slate. Well, Again, ever since I started doing this, I tend to take this more often than not, but I'll take Najee Harris under half a rushing touchdown and 110 points. Like, unless it's a, like unless it's like Derrick Henry against Houston or something like that, I'm just always going to lean to variance that touchdown isn't going to pop up, especially when I'm getting plus points for the negative of that. So I don't care who the matchup is for the most part. Najee Harris... My, you know, under half a touchdown, and I'm getting half of, and I'm getting 110 points on that. Feels like a pretty good value to me. I know Atlanta does struggle against the run, so that is a slight concern. But it's not like Najee's been lighting up the scoreboard a ton this year, so that's my first pick. That's a good one. That's a good one, and I, I'm with you. I, I, I definitely, if I play those touchdown props, especially on this stuff, I, I generally go the under as well. Uh, and I love the value there, right? That's what we're looking for on all these picks, and. Uh, I mean, the only exposure to the game that I'm going to be at, the one I think is going to have the most points, is either Joe Mixon or Patrick Mahomes, and we don't even know if Mixon's cleared from concussion protocol here. So I'm going to just go with it. I think it's going to be Fireworks City. I'm going to go Mahomes. It's only 100 points, 50-50, but I'll go over the 285 passing yards. Yep, that was one on my list. And, yeah, I mean, outside of last week where they just kind of looked like a slip rock against the Rams, I think there's a lot of points and yards coming in this game. All right, so we each got one on the board. What's up next for you, my friend? Uh, this one's a little maybe bold, but I'll take Jared Goff under half an interception at 120 points. When I look at Jacksonville's defense, they were they had seven interceptions the first four games. Since then, they've only had two interceptions. They're just not forcing turnovers. So even though this game could be a shootout, when I see trends like that, I want to jump on. And when I, again, interception can be a little bit variant, like touchdowns. When I get 120 points for less than one, you know, less than half an interception, even if it's Jared Goff, I'm going to take that. I know that's a good one. I definitely uh, am with you there. I've been looking at a couple of these and I'll tell you, I mean, because I'm not playing the points, I'm going to play a little safer here than uh, I've been with James, but I really like Herbert too. I mean, uh, another thing I like when I get uh, more often than not is the passing touchdowns plus the interceptions. Mm-hmm. And this is a game that, I mean, we just talked about. It's going to be high scoring and hopefully get some Allen back. Now it is only 95 points. So if I was playing this in a slate or in places where I'm keeping those points, you know, maybe I'd be intrigued with that. But I'm going with Herbert on the over here and uh, uncharacteristically taking two overs off the top. Oh, you took my next one. I was all over that one, too. Um, yeah, just for as much as they pass, and he he is vulnerable for some picks, even though the Raiders aren't exactly the best team at that. I, I like that one as well. All right, so you're going to make me go to the revenge game narrative. A.J. Brown over 70.5 receiving yards against the Titans. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, the That's Titans, a good one. The Titans' secondary does struggle. I know A.J. Brown wasn't feeling the best yesterday, but you got to think there's going to be some extra motivation and, Jalen Hurts will look his way for him to try to get, you know, try to get the quote unquote revenge against his former team. So give me AJ Brown at a hundred points over 70, 70 and a half. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I will say, I will say the next one I'm going to take is 
is a little risky, but you know, let's take some risk. I can't take all the unders here, but I'm going to go with over 262 and a half passing and rushing yards for Lamar Jackson. And yeah, it's looked so brutal. It really has. And I know Denver's got a good D, but at some point, something's got to happen here. And I don't know. After the, after they got beat by Jacksonville, I think the Ravens bounce out of it. I think they look pretty good this week. Uh, at least better. Let's put it that way. I don't expect uh, Lamar to, to have a huge day, but I'm hoping he has a, enough runs here uh, to take that. It's 105 points, so you know, trying not to take just three straight favorites. Right. See, I, I'm a, I actually picked the under my first build here just because I worry about Denver not being able to push Lamar. Like Lamar's biggest games are when the other team can push him, and Denver's certainly not in that position. But it, that it's makes close. sense. That makes sense. All right, for my ice pick, uh, which one do I want to go with here? You know what? We also no, I I like this one. Jalen Waddle over five and a half receptions. Again, I think San Francisco sometimes can play to their level of competition. Miami's just going to throw the ball. Like you mentioned, how we were all dis- disappointed in Jeff Wilson yesterday. I'm not sure if there was anything he did. It was just Miami was calling pass after pass, like two or through, you know, th- up thirty nothing, two or through like twenty plus times in the first half. So, you know, they're just going to keep throwing. And in a game where I think San Francisco could push him, I'll take Jalen Waddle plus five or over five and a half receptions. It's a lot. And, you know, I feel better for this Tyreek. But if I think Miami's passes a ton in this game, I, you know, maybe they're San Francisco smart enough to maybe try to limit Hill. Maybe this opens it up things for Waddle. So at 115, I don't mind that risk. Yeah. Justin Jefferson under six and a half total catches versus the Jets. I mean, big day, big game. Uh, seven catches. I mean, he's certainly one of the guys that can get him, but it's still hard to get Skeeter. It is. So I'm going to go less here. And, uh, I think he has a nice day, but just not as loud and big of a day as we've seen in recent weeks. Ah, so he's gonna, he's gonna be struggling with the sauce. That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. All right. So those are our picks. Go make yours. Check it out over at thrive fantasy. Be sure to use the promo code fantastics and you can do that. Skeeter. It's been lots of fun, man. Looking forward to, being with you for a couple hours on Saturday morning over there on Sirius XM Fantasy, Fantastics Insider Football, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, looking forward to it, and I think this will be the first time, maybe this will be the first time in Sirius XM history that the show will be recorded from a high school because I have a class breakfast I have to help at before the show, so I'm not, not enough time to get home, so I will be recording from my classroom. This will be interesting. It might be the sm- <laughs> the most smart the show we've ever had in no, no, terms let's, of. Let's not know, push things here, Dan. Let's yeah, not let's not it. push it. But either way, it's going to be fun. Uh, be sure to join us then, and be sure to catch the podcast here. Subscribe wherever you listen. James is back with me next week, and until then, for Skeeter Roberts, I'm Dan Claskins. Good luck and enjoy the games. We'll see you next time right here on the Fantastics Insider Football Podcast.